You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! you live from Casa Justin Kiss. Uh, oh, is, is Justin there? Let me talk to Justin. Hey, dude. Let's get it out, everybody. <laughs> Look, I'm in Justin Kiss's house right now, and this is fucking awesome. But the only thing missing is Justin Kiss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Justin Kiss is, uh, just shows you how trusting he is. He has me, of all people, house-sitting. The person who just had a psychotic break two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need a vacation. Yeah, and he's the motherfucker who takes the vacation, which is just beautiful to me. Um, No, he went to L.A. He went to Los Angeles, and uh, here I am in Justin Kiss's house taking care of his his cat. Let me explain his cat for a moment. His cat is cat's a dick. Cat's the size of a basketball, black and white, about eleven years old, and hisses and will not only scratch you but curve its fish hook paws, uh, claws in. And ripped chunks of your skin out. Which is so it's like when you stab times. somebody and then you twist the knife. Like, it's just real, real dick move. Essentially, yeah. Like, when you're in uh, basic training for the infantry, they teach you to stab with the bayonet and then twist and then pull out. There uh, there was the three, like, the th- it was like the triangular bayonet that they had to ban because the wound was unsuturable, which is the grossest thing I've ever heard of in my life. It's awesome. Yeah, let that fucking, let that melt. Yep. That's uh, <laughs> let that melt. If anybody, any of y'all out there are thinking about joining the army, I, I urge you to uh, go for it, guys. This all, you know <laughs> that what? sounds really good. My, I had a discussion with my. It's a very topical uh, discussion. I was a uh, talking about the uh, Memorial Day and the draft. My father was drafted into the army. Is that right? He was. He joined the knee. Listen to this shit. Joined the. I think it 
think he was... I think he was drafted into the Navy, and then by some weird twist of fate, he was in the Navy for like two years. And then, then was like, fuck the Navy, I want to join the Army, and then joined the Army, so he was like double-dipped. Wow. Uh, yeah. Did he like join the army and that like he could have bounced and just gone back and worked at a hardware store and decided he instead could have bounced. No, but he had nothing going on, man. It's like imagine he had to like, go back and work for his uncle Tony doing construction, or join the army where you get like forty-seven bucks a week. The bags is the sixties, of course. You have forty-seven bucks a week and you get to go to Germany and like bang hookers and fucking get to hang go out. see Saigon, see what that's about. Yeah. Plus he was like my father ran some serious game. He had like he had like black market like. He was the go-to guy for, like, cigarettes and candy and shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So My, uh, my old man was drafted into the Floor Waxers Union at a young age. <laughs> he uh, didn't even know what happened. He has got a letter in the mail one day, and before he knew it, he was waxing floors. That reminds me of the time, the short time, that I cleaned car dealerships up and down Central Avenue. And I, at a uh, now-closed uh, car dealership, I found used con- two used condoms in the boss's uh, garbage can in his office. We have been having conversations like this for a decade, and you still don't run... Like, I'm still learning things right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, that you, you whole fucking know. thing is a fucking brand new, oh, new thing for me. You didn't know I cleaned car dealerships? Yeah, totally new. That was in when I was in the band. That was when I lived on 308 Delaware. I, it was my secret, don't tell anybody because it's too depressing job. It's not uplifting. It's No, I, I worked for a... Uh, Worked for a service, <laughs> and I would uh, go to a depot and pick up a truck at 2 in the morning, and from 2 to 6 every morning for about two, three weeks. This was like a pre-tour job, and then one day I just wouldn't show up. Yeah, but I would sense. I would go up and down Central Avenue all the way to, from all the way uh, the, right near uh, Everett Road all the way up to right near Schenectady to a clean car dealerships. Wow. With just myself in the van. It was like the easiest job in the world. That does sound nice. It was kind of cool. I mean, I felt like, I mean, I was like, wow, this is what a, being a baker is like, only not at all. You were kind of like, yeah, the, uh, the had time to make the donuts. Uh, yeah, but it, was, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't that cool. Occasionally, I pilfer like a Diet Coke from somebody's fridge or something. This is like, <laughs> this is, you know, this is the roaring, like, you know, early, early to mid-2000s where you could get away with anything, dude. Hmm. I I feel like that was the same basic era, probably when I was working at like the the chimney place, like fucking sweeping up that loading ducts. Definitely, Fuck. Was around, that was the same time you worked for the the, the rebar place too, the scaffolding place. Oh my god! Yeah, was, uh, I had I put on a pair of those. You know, those gloves are like cotton gloves, but then the palm <laughs> is dipped in uh, in plastic. Yeah, I put on a pair of those for the first time in half a decade yesterday and had PTSD. For a second thinking about like lifting scaffolding and being out in the rain. And, oh oh man, there was this one guy I used to work with who uh, he was. Uh, it's been a while, a while, but I think he was Albanian. I think who would oh, uh, yes, I love just, the story. Like, this really, really, really intensely racist Albanian guy. He was wild to be around. Dude was something else. <laughs> uh, I've got video of us uh, shrink wrapping him to a chair on one of my old cell phones. All right, got a lot Perfect. of work done there. <laughs> That's like the time that, um, remember when Have Heart shrink-wrapped their fill-in red-haired guitarist? <laughs> uh, in a basement, in a nondescript basement in Ohio, they, they shrink-wrapped him, and uh, it was fun until it wasn't. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, you, it always that's when is. you checked out and went to the van. You were like, yep. I'm good. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm walking around trying to fuck girls and shit. Like, not happening at all. 
Y'all wake me up when uh, when the fucking, <laughs> when the fun stops. Yeah, and I'll I was come like, back. The, just the one girl that was downstairs. Seven, like I probably seventeen men were like, "Yo, come on over here, baby." Come on. It was like, it was like we were sexual harassment central. <laughs> I was I was a little uneasy, and it takes a lot for me to be uneasy. I'm in the van playing Blades of Steel on my little netbook. Oh, that's good though. See, I should have went with you guys. No, we, we should have maybe gone to a motel after we had our pizza. Couldn't. I always think we should have gone. Anytime <laughs> I think about a place we've stayed on tour, chances are I'm like, we should have probably gone to a motel. Oh, right? let's see. Uh, well, let's see. Some places we've stayed. Atlanta, uh, the kid steals my sleeping bag in the middle of the night. That was um, really good. Um, South Carolina, where the dude picked up Patrick in the in the early morning and, and demanded he went to the beach with him. Remember that's that? That's fucking... I forgot <laughs> about that. Homeboy there was in, more to that dude, though. That dude was like a nutcase. Oh, no. Could get and then, rid of. Yeah, and then we played, like, years later, we played in Richmond, and he was there. Drove from South Carolina. To, that was when Nick Workle played the Phil. Yeah. But you were there. You were totally on that tour. Cause he yeah, had I two, was. Because Nick Workle, we dared. Uh, Nick, I don't think we've ever told the two pounds no, of fudge get, story. No, jump right into it. Well, uh, let's see. Um, some of you out there may be fans of the band Aficionado. Uh, they Highly have, unlikely. Yeah, well, they've mercifully fucking broke up, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now you know many tears were shed, and then whatever. Um, I uh, <laughs> I felt bad because I was like at Valentine's just because of like, hey, let's go to Valentine's, and then it was like the the aficionado last show, and I was like, oh, I should have probably known about that. <laughs> Whoops. I um, actually I agreed to do sound for them, and then just never talked about it again. Like I just, I knew I was gonna make it a week before, and I could have sent them a message, be like, yo, sorry, I can't do it, but I just didn't. Nah, <laughs> just I like, just I, had, they'll figure it out when I don't show yeah, up. They had the house dude. I think the dude who was doing sound for them was wearing like track pants. If yes. That, <laughs> if, that, if that brings you in at all. All right. So, but uh, I'm just busting balls. I know at least one of those soft dudes listening to this. Um, okay. Uh, Nick Warkle like was touring with us, and whenever we have a new a new person uh, tour with us, we try to give him the Steppenwolf treatment. You know, treat him like shit a little bit. I mean, like, uh, not only that, but I'll get to another story too, which is really funny. Um, <laughs> I uh, we're, we're we're like. Um, Oh, it started with Sean Duty. We're like, hey, Sean Duty, I bet you won't eat two pounds of fudge. Well, because it started before that because Nick, Nick was just like, I love, fu- I love fudge, dude. I, I could eat like a pound of fudge. We're like, oh, yeah. Fuck out of here with your pound we're like, of fudge. You're like, like, there's fucking, no like, way. 115 pounds. And I'm driving, right? And we're like, in the, like on Route 22 in Pennsylvania and like Desolation Alley, middle of nowhere, bullshit town uh, after bullshit town. And we're at a stoplight. And this conversation starts back up again. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. You couldn't eat two pounds of fucking fudge. And then I, but I'm like, but I, 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 I elbow Andrew and I, I just, I just nudge my head across the street and there's a fudge shop. I want you to stop and think about the like fucking unlikelihood of having this conversation. Me like, oh, there's a shop dedicated to fudge in this uh, fucking one horse town. Weird. There was a the kismet of finding ye literally, literally a place called ye old fudge shop. And I said, hey Nick, you think you can eat two pounds of fucking fudge? And then he was like, yeah, I could totally eat fucking three pounds, probably. And you make a right like, across two lanes of traffic. <laughs> I jam it through the red light. <laughs> And and turn real hard into the fucking parking lot. I'm like, here we go, motherfucker. We're using band money. We're buying two pounds of fudge. Put your ass where your mouth is, dude. And he's like, ah. And then, but then he gets. But the best part was, best part, right? He eats like a piece and gets full because the dude looks like Don Johnson. Like, well, you know. So like, 
We're like, okay, fine. It's cool. You know, we're like busting his balls, calling him a pussy, whatever. That fudge stayed in the van for like a week. <laughs> Nobody could finish it. it yeah, because every, every time somebody went for it, there was like 8,000 fucking thumbprints in it. And we're like, ugh. ugh. This has been touched by everybody. Every human being. The best part, too, was when we were in that store and we explained to the girl behind the counter what we were doing. She was just disgusted. It was like this fucking, like this little small tongue girl, like, ugh, that's gross. Oh. And we were not about, I don't think think many of us were showered at that point. No, definitely not. We were banking on, like, uh, I think we're either staying with uh, our friend Clint or somebody after. So we were like, ah, fuck it, we're going to get a real shower after the show. So we were like, already already had played a show. Uh, and we were sweaty, and then we slept in some fucking basement somewhere, or where I don't even remember. And then, so we were like, stinky. "Wait a minute, was that?" No, because Sean D was there for the gestation station. <laughs> no, that was uh, that was like one of our weird. No, that was um... God. All these tours run into each other. That was Ohio. That much I remember. That was but... Ohio. Oh, did we ever tell the gestation station story? I, I think don't we might have. Well, this is a, a primer for people who are too lazy to listen to earlier episodes. Um, stayed, uh, another great place with the gesta- gestation center station. This kid in a uh, LeBron James jersey. Steve. Steve. Uh, <laughs> c- convinced us to drive from Mansfield, Ohio, to a suburb of Cleveland, north, when we were actually headed south. Which is fine. That was the trip where we went to Louisville, and we oh, went to that's uh, right. and we went to Birmingham for the second time. I remember that now. Um, and we're like, okay, cool. And uh, he's like, oh, I live with my grandma. I got to be quiet. And he came downstairs, and he had like a man cave set up. But and let's also like, be let's. We had to be quiet. But as we got out of the van, he started lighting off fireworks. fireworks. So quiet was a relative <laughs> term. You know, like, you have to be quieter than me lighting yeah. off a Roman candle at Well, I think, I, I'm assuming that the people around the neighborhood were used to his behavior. But <laughs> yes, if you saw, like, six raw dudes rolling out of a van, they'd probably, they'd probably think there's something afoot. Um, so he's like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, this is, I call this place the gestation station. I don't got to tell you why. And we're like, fuck. <laughs> it's like it's like 3 a.m. We're tired. This is also not a finished basement. No. There's just, like, pipes and shit above our heads and whatnot. It was just, like, like the raw deal. It looked like the basement from the Goonies. Yeah, yeah. So we're, like, I think we're playing indie the next day or something, so we don't have that long of a drive. So, um, that's another story. And uh, we're, like, okay, you know, we're going to sleep in tomorrow. We're going to get bagels. Andrew and I's dream, right? We're going to sleep in and we're going to get bagels. That's what we always said. And then we would just, like, either wake up way too early and nobody wanted to get bagels or we would wake up way too late and nobody wanted to get bagels. I can't sleep in for shit. I'm always up with the sun. The only time I ever slept in on tour is when you gave me an Ambien in Birmingham. And I just asked out. But because I had such bad anxiety at that time, when I gave you the Ambien, I was like, have you ever taken it before? And you're like, no. (laughs) And then I... Oh, Andrew, your heart will... Your cockles will get warmed at this story, but I... I sat next to you and made sure you were breathing for Jesus most Christ. most of the night because I didn't wow. want because I I didn't want you to die, man. I slept like a baby. That was before we we knew about sleep eating and like fucking sleep running from cops and all this shit. People yeah. doing Ambien that uh, that's like kind of surfacing now. I know hey. a guy who actually takes Ambien and, uh, and sleep eats. He, uh, he says it's awful. I think that's what I do. I think I might sleep. Yeah, well, I uh, I just started a new medication that makes me very. I don't even know how to describe it. It's called. It's a medication called Ativan, where it's like the big, more responsible brother of Clonopin, 
that completely removes any type of anxiety from your body and replaces it with all I do is I just feel like Clark Kent. I feel like Dick Tracy. I just feel like I'm really I'm really ready and really cool all the time. I really want this. It's really awesome. Like no joke. It's like really cool. And um this sounds like housewife cocaine. Like you know you're too old to do cocaine but you do fucking uh, whatever this is called. It kind of is. Like the last 2 or 3 weeks seem like a blur. I, I listened back to the other two podcasts. They got um, wild. They got really wild. I have no I make no apologies uh whatever. Um, I, I consulted the people I care about who I apparently thought that I had hurt. I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings, man, when I told everybody I was going to kill myself in front of Valentine's. <laughs> <laughs> Lest we forget. A week ago, yesterday, actually. Yep. Uh, what, a, what a difference a week makes. Yeah, this and, is kind of weird. Yeah. And I was like, um, I'm really sorry. And everybody was just like, no, it was awesome, dude. <laughs> What kind of fucking Albany response? That's a classic Albany response. Nah, it was awesome, dude. No, nah, sounds was, super great. You should try be, try doing it sometimes. Yeah, I'm gonna hang myself from the fucking Collar City Bridge. Oh, dude, cool, dude. It's gonna be awesome. It's like when you put up. It's like when you make a moody, uh, which I have a lot of experience with this. When you make a moody um, Facebook post and somebody likes it, I love doing that. That's my favorite <laughs> thing. It's my favorite thing. I love it. I, only I love do, it. I, I don't even. I don't do it for moody ones. I do it for not real tragic ones, but like fake tragic ones, like mm-hmm. fucking really melodramatic ones. I love liking that shit. Uh, yeah, you. I wish. I'm really kind of sad that you missed my uh, Facebook meltdown. I really. I'm very sad too. I I didn't have the foresight to erase it right away. Um, I haven't written anybody. Um, Oh, God. See, I, the problem with this fucking podcast is that everything has to be full disclosure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so... Doesn't couple, work otherwise. <laughs> a couple days ago, uh, I changed my looking for on OkCupid to, uh, down to 18 years old. Excellent. And um, uh, the world opened up wide for me for a little while. Is that right? <laughs> uh, didn't get into any type of cutty action, but I, I did find that... Women who are eight, well, not women, uh, girls who are 18 years Young old. Young ladies. Are fucking, that would make, I'm never going to become a father. I talk to these girls on chat, right? Because they all leave their chat shit up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, um, yeah, you know, hey, you know, giving them my fucking 35 or 36 at this point line of bullshit, you know, like I'm almost 36. Oh, yeah, what kind of music do you like? And then, and then they're just like a pause and they're like, I'm really forward, LOL. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, why did you write me? And I'm like, uh, well, and she's like, I see it says you like casual sex in your profile. And I'm like, sure, sure. Mm. <laughs> uh huh. She's like, have you ever come to Schenectady before? <laughs> I'm wow. Like, I'm like, I feel not, like you're setting up to get another fucking weird grift situation. That's what I this. think so too, though. It was too easy. I think these. I mean, but that's the thing. Yeah, actually, when I saying I think, it was like a like a softening and obvious blow. Yeah, you're getting grifted right now. Oh, I don't know though, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm I, no. I, I stopped talking to this person almost immediately after. It, it creeped me out. It was yeah, that's like, a rough it, scene. You were not. You weren't even gonna get gripped. You were about to get fucking mugged or killed. Well, you think so? You think you don't think she thought I was like husky and attractive? Maybe I don't know. You know I can't tell necessarily because the 
Absolute, you, like the modern life has disposed of all subtlety no in sh- any regard. So I can't. Oh my god! I can't even relate to people. So that's it's no. That's no bullshit. I want, a, I want a perfect, perfect example. Okay, Cupid date, right? This is going to be like the dating episode. Awesome. <laughs> okay, Cupid date, right? Uh, last week, coffee. This is the girl who got offended when I said that art. All most artists have a really big ego. Excellent. All right. So, uh, yeah, postscript from that. Um, she in the course of ten minutes told me that she had her parents divorced and then her stepfather started beating her mom immediately and like started turning her against her and she had to emancipate herself at 16 and literally within 10 minutes well over coffee so do you want to go see iron man after this yeah let's let's go see place beyond the the fucking pines it's gonna be great great yeah I'm, i'm in love now like holy fuck you can text for the whole thing now, do women do that? I'm polling you and the audience uh, and anyone else who might be listening. Do women do that to just be like, yo, back the fuck off? Do women do this to be like, I want to let you into my world and let you know what you're getting yourself into? Or am I just, do I just elicit like a certain type of comfort from people when they're willing to say anything? Because I have deep, dark secrets that I would never tell anyone involving my family and upbringing and everything nothing crazy my father didn't (laughs) my father didn't get drunk and put his dick in my mouth or anything but like you know it's fucking there's some heavy shit that went down that i just don't fucking ever talk about and especially not on the first date what's the story i mean uh, am i getting soft is the ativan making me like ron paul here or what like what the fuck but um man i don't know I, i guess uh what were we talking about again how the hell did we even get here it's a very good uh, question oh we were <laughs> the fudge oh my god fudge yeah we're talking about holy fudge. shit wow <laughs> fuck about 15 minutes ago we were telling the nick work and i just hit my watch with something god damn it all right <laughs> about 15 minutes ago we were telling the nick work fudge story uh, um uh, anyway uh, back to the fudge story. I wish I knew we were going to do this. I would have set up to call Nick Workle and have him fucking tell his side of the story. Yeah. But you could call him right now. Get him on speaker. Yeah. No, we're, we'll, we'll let him fucking deliver his calzones. <laughs> he is delivering calzones right now. God bless. Um, oh, was it, that was the same tour where I was like big brothering him. Like, took him <laughs> under. When we were, remember when we, oh, you were, that, that was the time when we were in Tampa. And, uh, we did like a we did a cover of like Southern Man or something. I don't know. We did some weird New Young cover, and then we uh, waited outside of Full Sail University for somebody to come out of the dorms and pick us up. And that was like four. We waited for like three hours at an Arco Station parking lot, sweating this in the sleazy Florida fucking midnight sleazy fucking humidity. I have no recollection of this, dude. You, and wow. then we go there, and Nick Warkle is trying to make time with this woman who's there and i'm like as a joke i'm like hey bro you should totally fuck her <laughs> motherfucker thinks i'm because he doesn't know me that well he thinks i'm being serious <laughs> wait really really he, he does he thinks i'm being serious and i was like yeah i wouldn't fuck i wouldn't I mean i wouldn't you know, uh, grand scheme i just want to go to sleep he starts working that albany magic that fucking that suny ghetto fucking like, sniz magic gets her and then the next day uh, he's like ow Guess what happened? And I'm like, oh, why'd you do that, dude? He's like, you told me to. <laughs> and this I'm is like, weird. I don't remember this at all. This is driving me fucking you nuts. May, uh, you may have stayed somewhere else. I don't remember. You may have stayed uh, where somewhere Where the hell else would I have stayed in Tampa? Though? Unless we split up? I don't know a fucking soul in that part of the country. 
Plus, yeah. I went to my grandmother's house, like, fucking four and a half hours away. It was fucking awesome. Tampa is a really cool town. Yeah, it does sound very cool. Oh, it was great. You don't remember. I remember Jacksonville when I fixed the oh, van. Oh, I remember Jacksonville. I remember all the rest of Florida. For some reason, this is totally <laughs> lost on me. I, uh, my heart was warmed in Jacksonville when I walked down, like, seemingly three miles of road to get to a gas station, and I got called a fag. Yeah. That was amazing. I was like, wow, people still call people fags from cars. It's so one, cool. one of several times in, uh, in the past few years. Whenever I'm in Glens Falls, I do it, because that should happen to me, like, every day. So I have to pay it forward. Yeah, absolutely. you got to put your time in. Won't you lose weight, fag? Man, this is really bothering me. I hate when I don't remember shit. It drives me fucking Andrew, nuts. Okay. I feel so stupid. We st- <laughs> you were definitely there. I stayed in the couch, of course. He was staying in the room, right? Uh, we were all in the house at some point. There was some kind of... I don't remember. <laughs> now I don't yeah. really remember anything other than that. I know. Remember we played We played like a skate park on a stage? That I remember. Yep, yeah. I remember that clearly. And they there was a... There, there, and there Fun was a, fact for the really avid listeners, that was the same show where I was on the phone with Trey when he freaked out about the, uh, the, the shopping cart. And the, yeah, that's... To keep this all together, we're really just telling one very long story. That you'll be able to <laughs> later on go and storyboard out with a timeline, and it'll all make sense. This is kind of like the show Lost. Speaking of Trey, he uh, put our uh, put the Overnight Drive uh, podcast on the Death Wish Facebook. I saw that we're uh, we're Death Wish approved. Death Wish approved, finally. So um, <clears throat> for all of your listening needs, look no further. Deathwishinc dot com dot org dot dot edu. Deathwish Inc. Dot edu <laughs> for all um, for all of your listening needs. Man, I'm trying to think of other really rough ass spots. We've had. I mean, there's there's been oh, enough of them dude, that it's kind of whatever. I mean, but life is a highway, dude. You know, it's like that. It's like that uh, Lenny Kravitz song. I just can't get you out of my mind. Remember that? And that's no, like, I actually have no idea what song you're Highway. Life is just a lonely highway, man. I drove, you know, when I drove to my therapist today, uh, who is in uh, my hometown, which is about an hour away, I get annoyed now when I drive long distances. I used to be the road warrior. Holy shit. <laughs> I can't believe I just heard you say that. That's I fucking know. insane. I used, to, I used to drive 12 hours, no problem. And then get mad when somebody else would be like, yo, do you want me to drive? No. <laughs> fucking no. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Well, down. that's because I was on a mission. You know, but I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a, maybe I need to get a new sweet ride or something. But I, I just, uh, I think it was a lot more, I was a lot more mission oriented back then. Where we were like, oh, we got to get there. We got to get there early so we can walk around and we got to like. So we can find a Qdoba. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to find. Remember that we, we were in Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. And of all fucking, remember all of us were like, oh, that was the best. Because we were all like driving through and we're like. Oh, Qdoba, so gross, right? And (laughs) I don't know if you remember this or not. One by one, all of us ended up with the Qdoba because we were so hungry. <laughs> I do remember we, this. We drove in like, oh, you guys must hate yourself to eat at Qdoba. Fucking split up. You know, like, and I'll then, catch you guys later. Yeah, I'll catch you guys later. And then, like, I'll, you guys, and then, like, I think I was the first one because I'm like, fuck, I'm like the fat kid. I want to eat. And then you come in with Sean Duty, and then even fucking Patrick comes in, and we're like, fucking, oh, yeah, we hate ourselves eating Qdoba. <laughs> that shit was oh. awesome. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that shit was great, son. Um, so anyway, we'll have to have, uh, we're gonna have Sean Duty come back on here and just tell 
Because Sean Duty is like Rain Man, where he remembers, like, we could, any of these things, we'll go back. We'll actually make a list of everything we mentioned here. Maybe. And Sean Duty will go back and give us dates for everything except the Nick Lowell uh, stuff. Uh, actually. Oh, that's right. And great. then he'll be like, he'll do a thing. This is how I know Sean Duty's on the autistic spectrum. Because <laughs> I'll be like, Sean Duty, what was that show that you and I played? It was Police Line. It was like 1990. I want to say like nine we played in that basement in utica and there was a guy with remember like the guy who had the backpack who was trying to sell fireworks you know something super vague and sean <laughs> would be like oh that was uh that was may 13th uh 2000 uh i remember because it uh, it rained the thursday before no, it wasn't that, like, uh, what the fuck? Like it just some like he'll remember oh, from God. some really bizarre ass non-event. Yeah, he'll remember like oh that they called it the crime barn and then Terry moved out, <laughs> so then they changed the name to Pizza Headquarters. Uh, you know, like remembers the names like the generative names of of punk houses like through the years too. It's so like, oh. we'll do this. We'll when we know he's coming back on here, we'll have people ask specific questions for dates from uh, yeah. from end of a year and self defense stuff, and he'll. He'll start to fucking pick him off. <laughs> Watch him not remember. Watch him. He's been breathing too many vegan, uh, few, vegan clean. He'll pretend fumes. he doesn't remember at first, but then the the no. need to be right will fucking offset the oh. need to not be weird, and it'll happen. Oh, we got to play scenario because it, oh, he's I mean, the need to be right. The Sean Duty story. <laughs> I remember, oh, I remember getting so. I'm like, it's not right. It's just you're just regurgitating a bunch of facts. It's not the same thing. Uh. Our stupid, (laughs) pointless arguments. It's amazing. Holy shit. I miss the good, man. We'll get him back on here. We'll uh, we'll get you down here for a weekend. We'll get Sean to be back in the same room. We'll be uh, we'll be set to go. Next couple weeks, we're about due. So I'm putting everybody on notice right now. Next couple weeks will be a Sean duty, Um, Sean duty episode. And you know those go long because we're all start. We're you know we're going to be drinking wine. the uh, Sean Duty dating game just did not materialize <laughs> at all. I want to say it was more dramatic than that, but it just really wasn't. It just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. There's one girl from Rochester who I talked to who was down for it, but then I I, I told that story already. And uh, more pressing issues are at hand. I they need we need to have the Hans dating game. I agree. So any of you people across the world want to get get down and underground. Um, so let me know. Well, let us know. This worked out so well last time with zero persons attending. I can't wait to fucking swing for the fences with this one. <laughs> Should I put up a whole thing in the Tumblr? Be like, oh, please, Hans please do. Game. It's for real this time. Fuck Sean Duty. I just God want one it. plan to come to fruition. I really do because I feel I feel sore and weird that 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 didn't work. Yeah, that was a little. I annoying. thought that we had. I mean, I thought that at least two or three solid chances would happen and this the one girl is ready to fuck and then it just didn't work out which would have been great i guess she wins by default i mean i guess getting shown to do late would have been fucking paramount because we would have been in the room would have been amazing i would have watched that in a minute it would be like a howard stern <laughs> moment where we're like all in the room while they fuck <laughs> ah, oh my god do we really oh ugh. i just thought about that do we really want to watch him fuck no, do you have to think about that? No, I'm good. <laughs> like I'm all right, man. No, move. what if we like? What if we were like out at a nightclub and that we, we paid a lot of money to get into and we can't leave? It's like a VIP area. 
But it's a nightclub. You can, you can leave the VIP area. It's no, not no, like, it's not a very important prison. No, there's, you just there's, go Andrew, there's a fight on the dance floor, and the bouncers say, oh, just one second, buddy. we got to wait till this clears out. So we're forced to uh, move back into the VIP area, and they've turned on the light. There's an overhead light on there. <laughs> uh, I think I'd fight a bouncer. Yeah, well, I think you really? like, fuck it, I'll break a bell. No, you're the not allowed. The bouncers are MMA trained, and you know how That's tough. That's all right. I'll, I'll take a beating. You know how this tough those fine. guys are. Anything to get me out of okay, this. Okay, so the MMA uh, bouncer punches you so hard you fall, uh, fall back, of course, you know, and you land and you fall back on your side, and you feel really like oh dazed, but for some reason you have perfect vision, even though you, <laughs> you can't really move, and you're laying on your side, and Sean Duty is um, going to town on this girl from behind. And you have a perfect view of this because you have fallen onto another couch on your side and you have, you're about four feet away from eye-level penetration. This is awful. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there drinking a fucking uh, Sprite and vodka. I'm loving it. Yeah, you're it. all right. I'm, <laughs> I'm watching that shit. <laughs> I got a straw going. I'm like rubbing my dick. I'm like, oh, this, is, this is all right. This is, this okay. is awful. I would gladly go to jail <laughs> before this. Holy <laughs> shit, yesterday... I got, as a 33-year-old man, my first open container citation in my life. <laughs> not, yeah. in, not in your punk days. Not yeah. in any fucking situation where you were drinking outside in Europe or anything. But what? What happened? Tell me the story. I was at a mor- Memorial Day barbecue. On uh, it's it's in Brooklyn, so no one has any yard space. So we're just on the street. First of all, I can't imagine that this would go wrong. <laughs> I can't even fucking... <laughs> And I'm just, I'm so far removed from, like, young person shit and parties and whatnot yeah. that it didn't occur to me that I was doing anything wrong because I don't do shit that's wrong anymore, you know? Like, I don't fucking, yeah, like... right, exactly. So it just didn't even occur to me. And I'm like, oh, this, that's right, I can't do this. Um, but the, uh, the, the cop lady who came up uh, Ooh, was doing that thing that I find so obnoxious. I thought I would outgrow this. Uh, and apparently not. She was doing this thing where she's like, listen, guys, we're not going to give you a ticket for the open flame because we know you guys are partying, but we just got to show we were there. Like, you're not my fucking friend. Yeah. Like, little little Latina cop with fucking snake tattoo. You're not my buddy. <laughs> was it Rosie Perez? Yeah, it was fucking Rosie Perez pulls up. It's like, listen, guys, I mean... I respect that you had to work a holiday. I'm sure that yeah. sucks. Makes and triple overtime. Fucking yeah, terrible like, life. Off my taxes. I know. It's fucking it's a rough scene. <laughs> Stop and We're frisk. not friends. I would yeah. much have preferred her like fucking weird juice head partner to shout at us. You know, because right. that's what that's that's the way I interact with cops. I shout and I get shouted at. Yeah, exactly. So this woman's just like like Everybody. pulls me aside asking like fucking Gabri's name and address because she didn't have an ID and all this fucking shit. Like and then comes up later, gives me the ticket, and is like, listen, we only had two of these forms for mail-in, so maybe you could copy this for the other. Like, if, I'll get no. right on that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let me go hit a Kinko's in the way after this, <laughs> and I'll fucking, I'll make some no photocopies for these guys. No, no sweat. No big yeah. deal. Jesus, um, fuck. So, the thing, I mean, I, I thought I would outgrow that, like, fucking obnoxious, like, being irked by cops trying to be bros it's, it's so gross was it people were they just driving by in a car and they just saw yeah you? i mean you know somebody probably complained who even knows fuckers um that sounds terrible but the thing that i really thought i would outgrow that i apparently haven't is she handed me the ticket and i have no intention to pay it this is something i inherited yeah. from my father <laughs> which is that 
like my father must have gotten punched in the face a lot because I know I certainly have doing this. We both do the same thing where when someone's getting really mad at us or like, you know, some shit like that, we both can't not smile. <laughs> you know, like anytime anyone's ever yep. screaming at me, I'm always like poorly, you know, fucking trying to wipe a smile off my face. So I, yeah. you know, I'll get hit in the face a lot as a result. But the other thing is that, like, once I know that I can make somebody else's life hard, it's impossible for me not to. So I'm just going to keep <laughs> postponing this ticket and pushing it off and just oh, making so this good. woman's life hard. Yeah. Like, just for no other reason that I have this weird little fucking tiny little dish of power. You've got a little bit of her time. Just a tiny little bit of time that I'm going to stretch out the maximum I possibly can. You should have gotten racial on her. I guess I maybe I should have. Yeah, you should have. She didn't even check my cup. She just said, what is that? And I shrugged. And she's like, all right, ticket time. Ticket what? time? It's fucking 7-Up. It's fuck out of my life. Yeah, no, Jesus. Come on. So, yeah, so that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. I, I think this will be resolved somewhere around uh, Thanksgiving. You were somewhere drinking... around our one-year anniversary. We'll get this fucking wrapped up. Oh, I can't wait. Our one-year anniversary. we got to start planning for that now. We had to plan for the 4th of July episode. Uh, 4th of July would be great. I'd love to come down on 4th of July. That'd be awesome. I'm going to be up there on 4th of July, man. No, no shit. Big. I got oh, it. Perfect. We got this. Then. Listen, we're going to podcast on Fourth of July poolside. Sure. And I'm not. I'm not going to say any more than that. But that's that's what we got going on. So get ready. Perfect. Um, I went to uh, that uh, Italian restaurant that I used to DJ at until I found out the owner was racist. I love this. <laughs> I had for, no idea until you guys were talking about. It. I love it. It's so good. And uh, for karaoke night with Justin Kiss, and uh, Justin doesn't sing. And he doesn't really like going out, but he comes out, and he's a good sport about it. So that's that's what makes a good pal. Uh, can you tell I miss him already? My my buddy, I my buddy. I can smell him on this couch. Right. That's another. St- let's, let's, yeah, let's not fucking dig that's, too deep on that's the surface. Another, there. That's another story. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, you just made the same reaction you make when I start talking about women's pubic hair. That's is it, true. Is it that? Is it, is it as gross as? That? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what is the story? Why is so? Does, what? Oh, I never understand what's so gross about pubes, man. This is between me and my god, man. <laughs> You're Magog. This <laughs> is uh, between me and Gog and Magog. <laughs> Gog and Magog. Um, <laughs> so, I, uh, I uh, total, almost like an Andy Galifianakis moment, where I uh, was singing and getting into it. I was singing O.J. Jones' The Rain, right? I saw you walking in the rain. I was singing that song. I was getting going. And this fucking, after I finish, I'm like dancing off the stale stage area. And, uh, oh my God. Uh. This every good story starts like that. (laughs) Not even. It's just a single, like, um, she walks up and she's like, oh my God, you look just like the hangover. But if he was fatter. (laughs) <laughs> who said this like what Some fucking cartoon person fucking said this drunk girl saunters over and says oh my god you look like you're so good you look like the hangover but if it, he was fatter the hangover being a Zach Galifianakis vehicle which people always compare me to they somehow you they probably should have punched like, her in the mouth I feel like you probably could have gotten away with that yeah I, I wanted to uh, it was just such a low. I was I was like up on cloud nine, <laughs> cloud ten, and uh, I was on cloud nine. I wasn't on cloud ten, and uh, it was just such a fucking like holy fuck moment. <laughs> I just got so bummed and didn't sing the rest of my songs. 
<laughs> oh my god. So I was like... Did she mean this as a compliment or was she trying to be hurtful? I think it was like pleasure spiked with pain, man. Wow. Yeah, it was to quote the Red Hot Chili Peppers, of course. Um, as you once an episode. Yeah, once an episode at least. We got to talk uh, about Aerosmith too. Fucking anytime you're ready. <laughs> um, no, because I'm. Uh, uh, it was. I can you believe? I can you believe it? First of That's all, really wild. As it, that's fucking weird because I can't imagine any situation where you would say that to another person either. I can't imagine trying to be like I'm, I'm going to be hurtful towards this stranger, well, and I can't imagine being like, "Oh, he, he'll get a kick out of this one." I think he, she thought I was totally like broy and cool and like totally. You're like down. Bull from Night Court, but weirder. Yeah, you what? <laughs> you look like you look like Bull from Night Court. But you're weirder, like Kramer probably. if he had it less together than he currently has. <laughs> you're like what? a you're like a fat Newman. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Newman if he was fat. Wait, Newman is Jesus. fat. Oh, fatter. Sorry. You're like Zach Galifianakis if he was fat. Well, Zach Galifianakis is fat. Oh, I mean fatter. You know, and that's the type of shit that brings me fucking downtown, man. Because... I don't know what to do with that one. Oh, you motherfuckers out there laughing right now. You can have oh, your yeah, laugh. Oh, yeah, someone's getting a real kick right yeah, now. Yeah, you can have your fucking kicks, man. But the thing is about kicks is they get harder to fucking find, bro. <laughs> that was bad. Um, <clears throat> you want to uh, knock out some Tumblr questions? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. What do we got um, Right off the bat, <clears throat> either of you guys ever had a gun pulled on you? Um, I want to say yes, but I mean, it m- must not have fucking... Uh, must not... Yes. Yep. Um, is there a story attached to that? No, not really. Okay. Uh, yes, I as worked- little of a story as could ever be attached to something like that. I had to get a job working at the Extra Mart on the corner of um, Sherman Avenue and Glen Street. Uh, when I was in, when I was seventeen, because I got in trouble for calling on them phone sex numbers, and <laughs> yes. I had to get a job. Yeah, everyone I- paying attention just fucking <laughs> went back in the timeline, fucking <laughs> stuck a pen in the uh, yep. in that thing. Uh, so the aftermath of that was that uh, my parents made me get a fucking job, full time job to pay for that shit. So I had to work overnight. Um, so I'm calling, blah blah blah. Apparently, someone earlier in the day did a, uh, a pump and go. Uh, didn't pump, paid for the gas. This is before you had to like pay with your card or go inside. People could yeah, just one pump of the gas. few places on earth you could still fucking <laughs> yeah. gas and run. Yeah, so you could gas and run. And uh, this motherfucker left. So, um, he, uh, so flash forward to like 11, my my shift starts at eleven o'clock. I'm working in the graveyard, right? This dude who later on I ended up working with at fucking Pizza Hut, his name was Dallas, right? Get the fuck out. <laughs> People call him Black Dallas because he's like the only, like the, the third black person in my hometown. Um, came in with a fucking gun, right? Who all called police on me? I was going to pay. I told the woman I was going to pay. Pulls out a gun. Starts hitting the fucking register with the gun, right? The, be- the, bo- the butt of the gun. And you're like, oh, Black Dallas, what are you doing here, man? No, I was so, I was fucking petrified. That job, that job was fucking humiliating on, like, so many quarters, man, because I got that right after I graduated, and I see, like, people who I graduated with coming into my beer, all the preppy kids, and they're like, oh, hey, look where you're working, I see you got far, like, shit like that. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it was the fucking worst. Yo, you're still in a fucking gas station in Glens Falls, dude. Yeah, exactly. Didn't get too far. Like um, you're not fucking phoning in from Miami. 
Jesus Christ. Uh, so he's banging on the phone. Call, call your manager right now. I need you to call your motherfucking manager right now. Not trying to rob the place. Just trying to clear his name. Just needed like he needed the exclamation point on the sentence in order for people to take him seriously. Yeah, good job. But my ace in the hole was that uh, at the time I was so depressed that I didn't care. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I was doing. I remember I was writing. I was, that was at the time where I wore a lot of camouflage, and I was just writing in my journal. I was writing a letter to a woman named Julie Heinzelman. I never forget that. My pen pal, who I got, who I found in the back of a zine called No Scene Zine, and she was no like, No scene. Yeah, no scene, man. And she was like, uh, she took me to task because my my. My straight edge personal ad said, I'm really into skinny girls. So she took me to task on that, uh, as she should. And then we ended up carving a friendship. I was writing a wistful letter to her about working the night shift. Because back then in the 90s, that was like, right now, if you find out that like, you, a dude you're interested in works the night shift at mobile, you're probably not going to fucking talk to him. Forget it. Yeah, forget it. But back then, back then, everybody wanted to fuck like fucking Schwarzen, Schwarzenberger or whatever the fuck his name was from Jawbreaker. So, like, Oh, dude, he's like such a warrior poet. He only job he can, he only works fucking overnight so he can write music all day or some bullshit line that they'll fall for. So like that was cool back then when people dressed that like they worked at gas stations because they in, in fact did work at gas stations. Mm-hmm. But um, so I'm like I'm like I don't know what to tell you. I'm trying to call my boss Darlene, and she's I call her at, at home, and she wakes up, uh, and she's like, "Well, you woke my kid up." And I'm like, Dad, my bad. I'm like, this dude's here. Like, he's got a gun. It's fucking crazy. Like, remember, never forget it. It was a silver revolver, and I was, I didn't know if there were bullets in it or not, but I wasn't like gonna look at it enough. I remember I was so scared that I couldn't look at the gun. I didn't want the gun to actually like, like if I looked I, in my stupid mind, I thought if I looked at the gun, it would just go off. Like, it would I, it'd I, become I, real. Like, it'd be yeah, thing. like I would res- just resign myself to the fact. Um. Yeah, I remember there was this Vietnam vet who always used to come in and short me on beer. And he was buying, like, he had, like, a thing of Domino. He would always buy Domino sugar for his coffee and shit. And he saw the dude come into the gun, and he just left with the sugar. I remember <laughs> I remember that. Um, so, Yo, you got combat experience, man. What the yeah, fuck are you Yeah, what's up, doing? Vietnam? Why don't you fucking take him out with a karate chop? No, you got to fucking peace on and steal my sugar at the same time. So uh, fucking uh, John Rambo in full effect there. Yeah, what's up, Don Rambo? <laughs> John Rambo's like a uh, less successful brother, Don Rambo. Jesus, it's like Sam Goody. Mm-hmm. Um, so he chills out. He gets on the phone with her. Apparently they're fucking or whatever because you fucking Whoa. argue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently though. Well, I told you, darling. I told you not to leave. I've got my fucking shit over there. Well, blah, 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 blah. Then they start talking, and then he goes in the back room and starts talking to her. And then like what the he, fuck? And he just gets in the fucking car and drives away, right? I'm like, holy fuck, that's all. Oh, on Black tape. Dallas. Black Dallas. Um, Darlene comes in earlier than usual the next day, right? And she's like, yeah, well, you know, that was like really crazy. He's a friend of mine. He just, uh, you know, the girl who was working earlier that day didn't know. You didn't know that that was our arrangement with him that he would fucking not pay for gas and drive off and then hopefully he'd come back later with money so like i'm like wow. okay i still have no idea what's going on 
And she's like, and then she's like, uh, yeah, we don't have to tell anybody about this. And uh, you know, anything, anything in the store you want, you can have. Whoa! Holy shit! Amazing, right? Amazing. Holy shit! Amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So stupid me, I grab like three Fifth Avenue bars. I'm like, cool, you know, not knowing I had this woman by the balls. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm making twenty dollars an hour now, bitch. But you know, no, I didn't do that. Man, I fuck. God yeah. damn. I know. I fucked it up, but. I told my parents the story because I was still living with my parents, and they're like, "Yeah, not so much working at Extra Mart anymore." So they uh, <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, okay, you've paid your debt to society." Just and my fa- my father's like, "Jerk off, go jerk off in the corner or something next time." And uh, I was like, "Okay, thanks, pop." Thanks. Like, I, mean, I do a lot make of any sense, pop. I'm like, thanks, dad. I do a lot of that too, but occasionally I like to get dirty on the phone. Right? Do you know anybody I can call? No. So wow. chill out. You got sex die, sex fucking Rubik's cube in your dresser. So fuck off. That's true. <laughs> that is an absolute yeah, that truth. Ha- I feel so bad. My parents, man, when I moved out, moved out, like when I moved away, and like when I and like I moved away, and then I ended up in Albany, and like well, they fi- eventually like went through my old room. They're like, okay, we're gonna go through your old room. We're gonna make it into like a TV room or whatever. Yeah, don't do that. And I was like, whatever. And then like they went through it and they found like the fucking adult video awards fucking room, <laughs> like tons of fucking porn. <laughs> But it was my dad, being the coolest dude on earth, saved all of my fucking Ed Powers Dirty Debutantes VHS tapes that I loved and I jerked off to so much. And he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, we found these for you. We found these for you. And he put them in my... When I was inside, he walked out to the driveway and put them in the backseat of my car. And he's like, oh, yeah, we found, we found some of your stuff. We, we put it in the car for you. I was like, Dad. He, he just Fuck. like he just like winked at me. Oh, I say that it was like fifteen tapes. Oh, fucking world treasure trove. There. Oh, because those tapes watching porn on VHS was like magic, dude. Because you tested your patience because you'd get going, right? I don't know if you ever watched porn on VHS, but it was like. Let me gather around, young Tumblr crowd, <laughs> while I bring you to a, t- a simpler time when you would beat your meat not with no lube. And you wouldn't have fucking Pornhub or, you know, Deep Space Nine or whatever the fuck sites you go on. You go, you get a dirty VHS tape that you'd either find on the road, because that's the type of town I lived in. Or you'd get it from some Things were just around. Yeah, just around. You'd uh, you'd, uh, get the crust, literally crusty, gross tape that had been circulating school. Like, all right, I'll, you know, I'll give you, like, five bucks. Like, this, I told you, this is my friend Jason. I had, like, a porn rental service in my high school. It was amazing. And so you'd rent it. It was shitty, but it was, it was, it was great because you didn't ever really. I remember the first time I ever, ever saw, like, live-action sex. It was like, oh, my God, that's how you do it. Even back then, and then like this I, is the real thing. This is real. This is real. I can't believe it. I was like fourteen, like ready to pop, you know. Like, and plus, <laughs> you're in a room. I remember it was like this dude Byron's house, <laughs> and it's like you're in a room, uh, and he's like, I remember all metalheads fucking walking around. Go up to this dude fucking Byron's house, and we're start watching a fucking porno out of nowhere. Like that's the deal, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, I've got to tell you the masturbation rules, dude. <laughs> I'm like, here we go. He's like, dude, if you want to jerk off, you got to go in the side room one at a time. <laughs> and I was like, so Fuck. one by one, fucking Kelly Harrington. Excellent. John Otruba. I got all these people get up, 
five minutes, walk, just go out, sit back down, fucking go into the jerk off room. I was like, oh, you can't, you put fucking put a knife in my back to get me to go in there. Even back then, <laughs> you know, I'd rather whip it. I'd, I'd rather jerk off in front of everybody than go into the dirty Take room. Take the beating. Yeah, because you know, you know, they let the sperm fly in there, man. It's gross. I mean, man, you really you lived through a fucking trip. Oh, I had a weird childhood, man. Apparently, no, no question. What were we talking about? Oh, porno. So gather around. Watching VHS porno was supreme because the th- scenes lasted 48 minutes apiece. So you got to hold out for 48 minutes jerking off. You can't just use the remote control. No, no, no. You got to go. Well, the cool thing about the porno I watched is that it had like a hot little interview scene beforehand. Like single VHS on a, on a tripod, like that kind of thing. <laughs> single camera on a tripod. Oh yeah, do you like? Oh, this is your first porno? Oh yes, yeah, so I just need to pay for school. You know, you know. <laughs> essentially, the same thing as uh, like uh, back uh, back room casting couch, but only it's real. You know, you'd find these these girls are just answering an ad in the paper, and he'd be like, "All right, well, if we give you a thousand dollars. It's fuck." Um, and oh, what was I gonna say? But it's um, you'd have to hold off for like forty eight minutes, and then at the end, when you're about to you're about to get up, you're about to blow your cap, you're like. I wonder what the next girl looks like. <laughs> you <to> fucking Because <laughs> you know he's about, you know, the fucking dude's about to, ju- about to fucking jack. And, you know, but then I'm like, oh, the box. Got a gamble. The, yeah, I'm like, the box is looking good. Like, do you have the little tiny pictures on the box? You're like, the box is looking good. I hope that dark haired girl's up next. And she is. So I'm like, oh, fuck. So you, it'd be like a project. So you're in front of the three and a half hours. Yeah, I'm jerking off for an hour and 20 minutes. You know? <laughs> So, but that translated to the first time I ever had sex. I lasted like two hours. Oh, you're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I wore her out, man. And all I knew how to do was like one position, which was immediately throw her legs on my shoulders and plunge. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm doing this right. I hope I'm doing this right. No, literally. I was just like, bow, 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 which still works, uh, actually, which I still employ in times of... Uh, in times of hot energy, All right, you really—you uh, just uh, had a whole fucking history lesson there for uh, yeah for the eighteen to twenty-one crowd there. Yeah, so if if you're looking to have a good long jerk, just get the VHS porn. Gotta go to the yeah, go to Salvation Army and yeah, get well, a fucking I see. What's uh, up? VCR. What's up, Krusty? Fucking eject your copy of fucking Evil Dead or fucking Robocop <laughs> or whatever, or fucking you know Ministry tape, whatever the fuck, and put in some good old fashioned you know. Uh, Fucking! Oh, what was the one? Uh, oh my god! What was the one porno that I used to watch all the fucking time? That was like, oh, I had the best name in the world, and I can't remember it now. I'll remember it while we're asking Tom. We're answering Tom Miller questions. All right, but I, keep I, on it. I, I can't. Oh, it was so good. All right. Um, uh, what else we got here? Any stories concerning the band Bear versus Shark? They were on Equal Vision for a minute, and they're one of my favorite groups. Um, no. They never really came in. I did sound for them one time, uh, and we didn't really talk. And they they were unequal vision in the same way that we were on Revelation, where <laughs> they you know, like they were there. Oh and yeah, their their records were released, but that was about the extent yeah, of it. Um, to Dan Sh- Sancho's credit, they were a band that was good. Just they were not good. not a good fit for Equal Vision because people. This was at the time where coheed started blowing up and then like you know fucking fear before the march of flames started up and everything and they got kind of lost in the uh 
They were kind of like, Bear vs. Shark were kind of like the end of a year of Equivision. They really were. Only they took getting dropped from the label a lot harder than we did. Is that I right? Think, I never even heard I, of that. I don't, I don't think it, I, I, toward the end, I don't think it was, uh, I don't think didn't, it was. Uh, it didn't go well. I don't think it went well. I think they just broke up or whatever. Because that was like the big, pinning, my, pinning our hopes on this big signing. We're going to make a million dollars. And everything else, and then uh, I think we met the we met the people at Rev once, and they didn't like us. So that was the except, about right. I'm, except I'm for surprised. Bob, except for Bob. That was it. Bob was always Bob's always a good egg. Oh, we met. I thought you were talking about they met the guys at Equal Vision. Yeah, no, nobody at Rev was uh, really feeling us. No, and there's that one woman who like straight up hated us. Fucking crazy. I remember exactly who that was. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay. Uh, it was a warm welcome, not at all. And, and then we left and went to the beach. I think, and that's the only time we were we ever did. at Rev. Um, but no, what no, else st- we got here? no stories. What's that? Oh, three times in a row, somebody asked, "What kind of nipples do you boys like?" I'm not answering that on principle. That it came in three times. Like, yeah. fucking don't don't occupy my time like that, guy. Um, or girl, or girl, because she called us boys. So I'm assuming it's a girl. Um, I'll bite. Why not? I'm the sexy guy. I'm the sexy boy in the in the uh, <laughs> podcast. I'm like Shawn Michaels. I'm a sexy boy. Does that make me Marty Jannetty? Is that what you're fucking telling me? (laughs) Yes, you're fucking Marty Jannetty, dude. God damn it. (laughs) Look, I'm Dale Earnhardt, and you're Connie Kalita, all right? (laughs) You're you're Kale Yarborough, man. You're washed up. Jesus. No. Um, What kind of nipples? I like the ones that a woman feels feels comfortable enough to show me. That's a good answer. (laughs) I really do. I don't... Uh, I've seen all different types of nipples. I've seen nipples that are, are, are the areola is the entire breast. It's like that big. And I've seen nipples that look like uh, uh, literally a child who hasn't gone through puberty yet. Fine. Uh, somebody has took, took their clothes off in front of me. It sounds awesome. Equal opportunity uh, fucking nipple enjoyer. It's cool. I love, I love it. I love it. I love when women get because it's not because I realize that it's not. I mean, it's probably only going to happen for the, like maybe another 20 years. Yeah, yes. people need to learn experience experience. Yeah. Or enjoy experience, rather, <laughs> is what I should be saying. Like, just, just you're having an experience. Just fucking roll it's like, with it. like, oh, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm, cho- my name's Choosy Pete, and I'm, I'm going to fucking not fuck this type of girl because she has weird nipples. Like, no. Choosy Pete. Yeah, like, fucking, guess what? When you're 55, you're going to be, like, you're going to be going to the jerk-off booths because you're so worked up, all right? So shut the fuck up. Uh, how accurate a depiction of living in New York City is the show Friends? Uh, I will say 100% accurate. Come here and try it out. It's, it's just like it. <laughs> I'll be there for you. Uh, where is that fucking question? Holy shit. That's um, uh, just after the three nipple questions back to back to back. Oh, good. Um, so, yeah, 100%, without a doubt. I see, uh, I see Ross every day as I get off the subway. <laughs> exactly. We, we, we get croissants at the same bakery. Yes, people are wearing, like, cross-color jeans, and, and everybody's really happy and optimistic about the future. Uh, people, people are, like, everybody who's friends, like, end up dating each other at one point, and then they bone, and then they, like, try to get married, but then it doesn't work out, but then there's a baby involved. <laughs> And then one of our friends is a folk singer, but all she really wants to do is be loved. Wow, this sounds this, sh- this sounds shocking. <laughs> this sounds shockingly accurate to real. So yeah, I'm, I I retract the sarcasm in my past <laughs> statement. You should actually try it. It's just about right. Everybody, the apartments are smaller. Yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah, friends. You think the friends who not half of them are unemployed? You think they could afford that that sweet fucking arch ceiling fucking mansion <laughs> they lived in? Ah, yeah, we pay Andrew bucks a month. It's totally sweet. Yeah, I can see the fucking governor. I can see the mayor's fucking Gracie Mansion from here. 
I like when I read Gothamist and they talk about that show, Don't Trust the Bee, an apartment, whatever. (laughs) And they're like, you know, this show is just really unrealistic with their depictions of New York apartments. Like, really, motherfucker? That's your critic? That's what you're sitting down watching this show and that's what you're saying? (laughs) Like, you should have a gun in your mouth, right? You should have the oven on, gun in your mouth, just like fucking ready to go. (laughs) (sighs) What else do we have here? Hans, it seems that you get the girls I want and I get the girls you want. Swap with me. Hey, that's a good offer. Sounds great. I posted a picture, <laughs> posted a pictorial earlier this week. Um, somebody asked me uh, like what kind of women I go for and also uh, alternately what type of women go for me. The type of women to go for me are quiet indie rock girls who are immediately offended by my ramshackle style. It's like <laughs> trying to fuck Charles Bukowski because my, my belly gets in the way and they fuck, they get turned off. Uh, the girls who go for me, oh, the girls I go for are fucking crazy punk girls with uh, hairy armpits and bad tattoos and punk fests. So we're going to switch that around because I actually pro- I think I need a boring uh, indie rock girl at this point right. in my life. I think that sounds like a good plan from from what I understand of your past few weeks. Sounds like a <laughs> fucking great goal. Stellar. I'm sorry to the populace, to the masses, but um, uh, I think with the my punk girl obsession, I think the chapter is closed on <laughs> You might have fucking finally got that one out of your system. I think I might have gotten... I think, I thank my ex-girlfriend for getting that shit way out of my system because fucking hell, man. If I was charging for baggage, I could retire early. Jesus. That's all I'm saying. Um, all right, what else do we got here? Oh, this is interesting. Do you think the kid in Albany who planned to blow up his school was a fan of the podcast? I have not heard of this. Neither have I, actually. Oh, okay. uh, well, usually... I hope he was. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope he. I hope he had an overnight drive bomb. I hope he's wearing a uh, an overnight drive shirt that he screened himself oh, out so of. Nice. Uh, I wish somebody. I hope somebody's doing that right now. I, I wish we should just make shirts. If a question to the podcast community: If we made like tr- tchotchkes, trinkets, like sticker <laughs> stickers, and fucking butt flaps and whatever, would you actually go for that? Would you wear an overnight drive shirt? I think that'd be You're asking me. I mean, uh, no. The answer is no. For I'd, me, I'd so, wear that. Uh, and I'd wear it in a heartbeat with my face on it. I think it'd be funny. To just right. just my face on a shirt. Uh, let's uh, let's take two or three more of these and uh, and see where it gets us. Okay, you motherfuckers need to start sending in some more because uh, I had to go way yeah, back. A in the, oh, we had a light week this week. Um. Oh, here's one. What kind of nipples do you boys like? What the fuck. <laughs> Wait, oh, there's another one that says the same thing. Um, how do I tell a girl I want to be with? I've never had sex before. I'm a bit of a late comer to the game. Well played. And I'm afraid my inexperience will drive potential partners away. I think just like that. You gotta, it's just like the lottery, man. You gotta be in it to win it. You know, you gotta be, I mean, uh, or just don't say anything until afterwards. I mean, like, oh, yeah, it was my first time. Like, no big deal. And then the stigma's already over. It's not yeah. like you, know, you can't get hung up my anymore. Ex- my experience, I didn't... I mean, my first experience, I, I told the story too many times. In my first experience, I didn't get a chance to say that shit. Just went for it. That was I it. Just went for it. And uh, I was bad at it. But you got to go for it. With you, you, I'm sure when you first uh, tried to drive, you fucking sucked at it. When you first tried to walk, you fucking sucked at it. These are like life things that you have to just do. First <laughs> you just gotta couple, try. That's first, it. And the first couple times you fuck, you're gonna be terrible. You're gonna literally have like lay like 
with your legs together and your penis out and just like do bad missionary or you're gonna try are you okay yeah are you gonna be are you gonna (laughs) exactly or you're gonna be like the man and fucking rocket because you watch too much porn and she's gonna get turned off because you're speed fucking her because you think that's what's (laughs) going on you think that's what's up and she's gonna be like oh he's a fucking weirdo he's way too intense just fucking a word of advice man obviously you've been messing around or whatever just I don't know. Let's go down a lot and have fun. Say it. Make her, you know, have her suck a dick. You go down a lot and go down on her and fucking do all that that good stuff. Just get laid, man. You know, just get laid. Laid a couple times. Who cares? Yeah, not a huge deal. It's it's only a huge deal for the until like the first five seconds after it's not. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) You will have that pivotal moment in your life when you will not feel like having sex with the person who you have sex with. And then you will realize that you are become a man. Truly. <laughs> I'm a man now? I'm a man now. You're a man now. When you tell hey, you know what? When you get laid with this when you finally get some cutty, you gotta write back. We can let us know so we can sing you I'm a man now. I'm a man now. I'm a man now? Uh here's one. Back on New Year's Eve, I got drunk and had sex with a girl that had a huge crush on me. When I while I think she's cool and a good friend, I don't want to date her. Now she messaged me on Facebook five months later and tells me she doesn't want to be friends anymore because it hurts too much to think about me all the time. <laughs> she says she doesn't hate me or anything and tells me to uh, tells me not to feel bad. I think I have a fucking brain tumor. Like, I can't read. I keep, like, saying non-sequiturs. I gotta go to the doctor tomorrow. Do it. Um, should I commend her on warp zoning me or do I still try to be friends? Commend her. I think... Um... Commend's maybe a strong word. I, I don't know, but... Uh... I mean, all things considered, it could be worse. You could have her, like, fucking throwing rocks at your window at 3 in the morning when you're trying to sleep. Well, um, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't commend her. I mean, that's, that's imp- an impish, infantile behavior on her part. But you also fucking turned her out when you played her. So, um, I mean, you got drunk and had sex. That shit happens. It's uh, people. You'll find out real quick when you get into situations like that whether people are insulated for that type of thing or not. Yeah. Because um, you'll like, you know, you get drunk and fuck, and and men are like, oh, I can't wait to get my nut. It's gonna be fucking awesome. Oh, she looks so good naked, and she's thinking, oh, I hope we get, I hope we end up together. I hope we're gonna end up together. It's gonna be amazing. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm, I can't wait to tell my friends we did this. You know, it's totally different. Uh, What's weird is not hearing about it for five months and then, like, that whole thing. It sounds like you're dealing with somebody who's, like, uh, maybe nothing's wrong necessarily, but somebody who really, really enjoys things being askew. Yeah, you might be dealing with a loose nut. I would just, I tried, but arm's length. I have a couple people in my life who may actually even be listening. I don't care. I have a couple of people in my life who I keep at arm's length because if I lose track of them, they'll come at me like a motherfucker. Yeah. They'll come at me with some crazy shit. There's this girl, there's this girl actually who I know for a fact doesn't listen to the podcast who is like real nutso and just like writes, texts me about her kids like once or twice a week. And I'm like, that sounds awesome. Really cool. That's great. Because if I don't text her back, she'll flip her fucking mind on me. <laughs> This sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, Jesus. it is. It's totally great. Yeah, it was uh, an OK Cupid hookup gone terribly wrong. The kid is not oh mine. Yeah, the kid. God. The kid is not mine. The I, kid. Like, the kid existed and was asleep while we did it. <laughs> oof. 
Yeah, yeah, but that's uh, yeah. I'm not gonna talk about that one. I need to start perch. I I'm, I might change my name. Yeah, I might just change my name. Fucking delete my Facebook and kind of start over. Because the amount of people I keep in contact with, uh, <laughs> I probably shouldn't. Uh, the The list is growing, and I think oh, I need a fresh start. No. I need to hit Why reset. Did you, are you talking about me? You're not going to keep in contact with me anymore. We'll man? see. I'm not sure if you made the list yet. Oh, I don't know no. if you made the fucking. <laughs> no, we still have to go to the football game, man. What's going on here? What if we go to the football game and I die? Like I, I go and like, oh my god, he just fell off the top of them. But I didn't really. I just faked my own death, and I'm running across the fucking Meadowlands parking lot right now and uh, get into a cab. I think I could fake my own death pretty easily. Isn't there a law against that? Yeah, you want to just do it? I feel like our lives would be markedly improved. I, I was know. just thinking how much money I owe people on my, my walk home today, thinking about faking my own death. It's like it might be a really <laughs> fucking a really good move for me right about now. I mean, I mean, uh, you could be like um, the local impresario who I used to live with and who was insane, um, who uh, changed his name and social security number. I think so. You could just do that. I might do it. We'll see. Yeah. What, what name would you be? Would you? What, what's a good name for you? God, I don't know. I might go really ethnic. I might go, like, intensely Eastern European, some shit where I can't even say it, and so I just make up a guttural sound that kind of sounds like, and people go, oh, okay, nice to meet you, Klossa. I think Allah Abdul Rauf would be a good one. That's really good. See, you just came right off the top. That's great. Yeah, triple A, man. Or A-A-R, yeah, double A-R. Um, <laughs> or whatever, I don't know. Um, okay, uh, well, what else do we got here? Three, two, one. Uh, uh, somebody, you know what? People are freaking out about that dude who wrote the thing about women with tattoos. Did you read that? Oh, yes. That's right. What are people <laughs> freaking out about? I did read. Well, I read part of it. I can't imagine. I know people who really took this dude seriously. That dude is. Like, I know this dude thinks he's serious, but he's a comic book character. He's like a I'm, troll. It's not a no, thing. No, that is like trolling by, that's like trolling by default. Like the people who got ru- got like ruffled about that, people like were literally losing their shit on my Facebook feed. Like if I find this fucker, I'm going to fucking tattoo his face. I'm going to fucking kill him. I'm going to run my, somebody said they're going to run their nails across his face. So I was like, whoa. No such thing as subtlety anymore. That's it. So No, subtlety this is, is life now. Subtlety is dead and it sucks. Just be you know when i'm on a first date man i just want to talk about the good things in life i don't want to talk about how your dad fucking nazi germany yeah nazi germany oh, i just my, want to my... talk about nazi shit on the first date that's all no you know oh this coffee's really good hey let me tell you about the time my dad got drunk on christmas eve and put his penis in my mouth <laughs> what what no oh no whoa, whoa. no it just explains a lot about my art now oh excuse me what the fuck are we talking about here um yeah, no. Uh, look, the dude is a, a master troll, and you just have to laugh and walk away when people yeah, say I that like type that of shit. Yeah, I like that better than people who got fucking wound up. Yeah. Like, I would much prefer to spend time with that dude who's just fucking, like, a loon. Like, either a loon or sells it well, one way or the other, than somebody who gets mad about some shit they read on the internet. You sound like a fucking eight-year-old. Yeah, we, everybody, we, I certainly support women, uh... Uh, I certainly support women who have tattoos. You should support, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Just uh, people. Any, and the whole other thing about the future is that if anybody writes something that is disagreeable in any way, 
people like get this how dare you fucking like they act like a cat that had a, a love bu- doing that shit people kind of like they act like a cat that had a, a bucket of water dumped on them they're like how dare you <laughs> how dare you disagree with my my finely honed ideals Whoa. having a cause that requires no actual action on your part is uh really nice to people like something <laughs> you can just get fucking super angry about while you're on your lunch break it's, yeah god people love that shit oh my god it's, the world is i think we uh i thought about about this in the shower the other day we have certainly peaked as a society no doubt like maybe in the 70s maybe in the early 80s i'm not sure but we have certainly peaked and we are past that peak by a considerable distance and it is sometimes joyous to watch the slow decline i mean the things you see like you know all the austerity measures going on in europe and everything and people are like literally like in a blink of an eye, losing a lot of their money, and and, and the world is uh, overpopulation is becoming an issue slowly but surely in uh, the world, and all of this other stuff. And it's like it's kind of like you know part of life's rich pageant to to witness the slow and steady decline. Which, <laughs> and it's sort of nice. I mean, what can you do? You know, if somebody drops a bomb on New York, I'll I just you know what can you do? You know, put your sunglasses on. What are you gonna do? Um, but a lot of it is re- like shit like this. I hate, <laughs> and it makes me fucking so sad. And it makes me pine for the time when people actually paid attention to college and had intelligent discourse. <laughs> it makes me so sad. Could we, could we maybe pool our money and buy an island or a small tract of land and start a uh, kind of a doomsday cult sort of thing? No. But instead of being like a corny like the process or something like some of that shit. It's just sort of a common sense cult that's run around our podcast as its as its Bible. I would love it. I Could would love that. that. Could, do you think people would come with us to uh, to Alberta? <laughs> Definitely. Would, if people would come with us to Sea Land to, uh, oh. <laughs> to, to witness uh, humanity's fucking decline from afar, I think Sea Land can only hold maybe about twenty people. But yeah, we'll, we we'll might need to build new islands. Uh, we'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to be a good look for us. I think because I've been reading a lot about doomsday cults. I've been reading this book that's fucking really tripping me the fuck out. I, uh, I think you and me and the podcast and Kip Winger could uh, <laughs> could get our shit together and make it like we could uh, we could make something out of Kip, this. Kip, you know, I want to get dudes like that on the podcast, like make them think that they're like doing a radio show or whatever, and then we just interview them like we like we just bullshit with them like we always do. I try to get Larry Blackman from Cameo on. No answer from his fucking zero, ma- zero answer. Probably because I didn't have any. Probably because I didn't say the, the words ten thousand dollars at any point. Yeah, um, that's a shame. That's we'll have we'll, sort of Kickstarter for that one, or maybe Larry Blackman can be in the cult. Or maybe Larry Blackman can. Uh, yeah, maybe actually, <laughs> it'd be great. Be like Larry Blackman, no, no, the world is going to end. New York City is going to get a bomb dropped on it. Oh, really? Yes. We'll be out of there. We'll be gone. We'll be long gone. Yeah, we're in. We're up in Winnipeg, man. We're chilling. We're drinking coffee, man. We got some beers going. Hang, and it's good. Kip is here. Kip Winger's Kip on Winger's the grill here. right now. He's making fucking uh, kebabs. Oh, maybe. And then Cameo and Winger can get together and make an amazing side project, and mm. you and I can be their sidemen. Yeah, Matt Sorum from the cult is here. He just dropped in. He's got his fucking twenty-four piece drum kit here. That's awesome. I think we would really. I, I for one, would be like on thin ice playing with those dudes. You could, you could, do, you could actually play. You'd be setting it up, but I would be like. It's a new world. Oh shit! And you know what? When we get bored, we can take axes and fucking clang them over our head like the movie Cobra. Oh my god, that's this so is all really good. getting. The... Oh, I could also pat my ass with a with a newspaper like in Cobra. It's going to be good. Fucking play Angel of the City all the time. 
Oh, and then I could totally do an acoustic version of uh, She's Only 17. Which is oh, like, man, I bet Kip Winger would like that she's shit. She's only 17. Or maybe that would be like a trigger for him. It would be fucking weird. Oh, my God. That song is about fucking a 17-year-old, dude. It's fucking a great <laughs> song. This should it's a simpler time. <laughs> she's only 17. 17. Oh, it's like she so looks. She so looks good to me, or like something right, like. We're, we're, this is going to be our cult episode. We're going to bookend it either with Angel of the City or the Cult, whichever one I come across <laughs> first on my hard drive. We'll end it with she's only seventeen. This is going to be great. <laughs> perfect, absolutely perfect. Um, earlier uh, on the Tumblr, I mentioned that I if someone called me Daddy in bed, that I would just think that was corny. Agreed. Uh, you can. I like when a girl licks her fingers. I like when a girl says "fuck me." I like when a girl uh, spontaneously slaps me across the face. I like all that shit. But when a girl says "daddy," I, I don't. I don't lose my heart on or anything. Uh, Does nothing for you, as my father says. Never waste a heart on. But um, <laughs> thanks, Bob. <laughs> thanks, Bob. My father's a wellspring of fucking quotes. I saw him today. Actually, he's in good shape. Um, uh, but to the guy, he says, to, uh, Anonymous says, to the guy, me, who, that got creeped out by daddy being said in bed, date a Mexican girl. The way they call you poppy will make your dick twice as hard. I believe that, actually. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Oi, poppy. Oh, yeah, I would really, because that's ethnic, you know? Oh, you like that? All right. Oh, that's like the girl I was with in the Netherlands, man. She started speaking that fucking foreign language, man. Oh, that shit was nice. Should we, uh, should we look for land in Mexico? I think we should look for attractive land in Mexico and build a. You gotta compact. understand it's gonna be hot as balls down there. That's why I was thinking Alberta. We're gonna get up in the mountains mm, a little bit. I don't know, man. I mean, well, Canadian girls are fucking hot too, man. All right, there you go. Ooh, I've had been with my fair share of Canadian girls, and they they oh, hot. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> Nice pubes, uh, fucking all kind of... Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, this has been Overnight Drive. What episode are we on right We're now? We're on know. 24. Um, uh, yeah, this has been episode 24. I, I can't even keep track of these things anymore. Anything to plug, Andrew? Um, only that if you are tired of this workaday world and you feel like you're... Uh, you're lost, and you're looking for uh, for answers, and you're not sure where to turn. I would urge you to maybe turn to Overnight Drive <laughs> for uh, for the spiritual film fulfillment that you uh, you just don't get from Xbox games anymore. Thank you to the close to ten thousand people who downloaded this podcast. So awesome! In, so many of you are coming with us to the promised in land in May. It's fucking across eighty four countries. It's fucking so sweet. Thank oh, you so it's much. Be so good. Um, Follow us to the promised land. Tell a weird friend. Overnightdrive.com. Um, you know, Tumblr, uh, Twitter, Facebook. You know the deal by now. I'm not going to put any of my personal shit because I'm all Overnight Drive. Um, we're, we're, we're answering a higher call. We're answering a higher call. We're going to do this podcast until we're both very old. So uh, <laughs> uh, sit, in, sit in tight and keep sending those questions in. Don't fucking flake on those questions because that's the shit that keeps this whole thing going. Um, yeah. That's that's all I got. I uh, I think I bid you good night. I bid you a good night. Uh, let's cue the music.
Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.